We're for Sydney and New South Wales. These are today's headlines from the Daily Telegraph. Domestic violence offenders who are also subject to apprehended violence orders could be forced to wear ankle tracking bracelets to protect women after the death of mum Mackenzie Anderson. Attorney General Mark Speakman will review a decision which granted Tyrone Thompson, 22, bail after he was arrested for allegedly assaulting his father the day after he was released from prison for serious domestic violence offences against his ex-girlfriend, Miss Anderson. Two weeks later, Miss Anderson, 21, was stabbed to death at her new Castle unit and Thompson has been charged with her murder. I will look at the transcript of the bail decision, Mr Speakman said yesterday at the Daily Telegraph can reveal that Thompson's run of luck in the judicial system over the past six weeks. It follows the announcement by the former Chief Justice Tom Bathurst of plans for judges and magistrates to get help from artificial intelligence that would flag checklists and possible outcomes of bail decisions. Thompson had been arrested on October 24 last year following an incident at Miss Anderson's home in Mayfield, Newcastle, and was later convicted of stalk and intimidate, common assault and malicious damage and sentenced to 10 months with a non-parole period of five. But on February 16 this year, he successfully appealed his sentence, which was cut in the district court, to a maximum of nine months jail. That was backdated with a non-parole period of four months and two weeks, which meant he was automatically released on March 9. And if you'd like to read more on that story today, you can take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au or download the app at the App Store. Australia's online safety watchdog has not issued a single formal notice to teen cyberbullies ordering them to remove harmful content despite receiving special powers to do so seven years ago. E-Safety Commissioner Julie Inman-Grant has had the power to issue end-user notices since 2015 under the National Cyberbullying Scheme but has not ordered any directive to young offenders according to answers provided to a Senate budget estimates hearing in October 21. Ms Inman-Grant told the hearing she dealt with teen bullies informally and through less punitive measures. We've managed to achieve our goal of taking down seriously harmful content through other means. To show brute force for the sake of it is not proportionate, she said. The watchdog works with students, parents, schools, police and social media platforms to get content removed. Issuing an end user notice to a marginalised young person could have significant ramifications. That's what she told the Daily Telegraph this week. The decision not to issue notices against teen cyberbullies comes despite a 2018 independent review of the cyberbullying scheme, urging Ms Inman-Grant to not let the vulnerability of teen offenders outweigh the need to report the most dangerous cyberbullying activity. And we'll be back after this. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. 
Lismore's second major flood in weeks has turned out to be the final straw for shattered residents who have vowed never to return to their devastated homes. For many, there was nothing to come back to anyway, but this week's 11.4-metre deluge has crushed locals and business owners who were only starting to rebuild after February's record-breaking surge of water. Shannon Holloway and her children Blaze and Phoenix were the first in their neighbourhood to return home after being rescued from the roof of their house in last month's disaster. They had painstakingly cleaned and cleared their home. They even got a new mattress on Monday, a small step into new life. On Wednesday, though, their home was inundated again and those mattresses were floating in floodwaters outside. Miss Holloway has had enough. And South Sydney captain Cameron Murray has made the shock admission he was lucky to stay on the field in the grand final after getting wiped out by his own teammate in the first tackle. Ahead of Friday night's grand final rematch, we have identified eight key points that could make or break both teams in the return blockbuster. And among Murray's grand final revelations is the fact that the inspirational skipper has still not sat down to watch a replay of the heartbreaking defeat, conceding, I don't think I will. No, I haven't watched it, Murray told the Daily Telegraph, maybe when when I'm all done, retired, but I won't watch it. The painful memories are still a major motivation, not just for Murray, but the entire Rabbitohs team against a Penrith side that has its own issues to confront. And that's the latest headlines from the Daily Telegraph. For updates and breaking news throughout the day, take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au. We'll have another update for you tomorrow. Australian history is full of colourful but forgotten characters, from alleyway gangsters to Cold War spies and eccentric entrepreneurs. There are hundreds of incredible stories of adventurous Aussies that never make it into our history books. Each week I talk to some of the country's greatest history authors, sleuths and yarn spinners to uncover the untold stories of some of our most interesting and offbeat ancestors. The show in black and white can be found wherever you get your podcasts.